Hi, this is Brennan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Adam Balderstone for another episode of Bedrock and Balderstone. And today we're going to be talking about Farscape Season 1. And Adam, what episodes are we doing today? Is this 21 and 22? Yeah, we're doing uh, Bone to be Wild and Family Ties, should the names of the episodes. And, uh, and so why don't you, uh, th- these are the last two episodes of the season. So why don't you walk us through the plot lines, and then we'll discuss. Okay, so with uh, Bone to be Wild, we've got uh, Moya is in an asteroid field hiding from the uh, command carrier, uh, picking up from the end of the last episode. And uh, they pick up a distress signal from some asteroid covered in heavy plant life, and they have to, well, they decide to go respond to that. And meanwhile... Uh, Aaron is dealing with trying to communicate with uh, the new baby Leviathan. So uh, those are the main plot threads going through that one. Um, and uh, and this one was kind of like a horror episode, right? Like it was, uh, you know, there's a predatory monster, and then it's a little unclear who the monster really is exactly. <laughs> and then it takes sort of an unexpected turn, and it kind of naturally leads into the next episode too, which I quite liked. Um yeah. You know, we're kind of dealing with the same scenario in a lot of ways, right? For these these final episodes, there's sort of a similar situation surrounding everything. Um, yeah, I, yeah I, I thought they did it. Oh, oh go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, I thought they did a good episode. I mean, a good episode. I thought they did a good job this episode of uh, of making it part of the ongoing story through these episodes, but having a separate new plot going yeah. on at the same time. I thought they handled that well. It would be like if a TV series, like if Return of the Jedi were a TV series and you had something ongoing on the series for several episodes during the Battle of Endor. But it didn't necessarily all have to do directly with the Battle of Endor, right? Like that. Yeah. That's kind yeah. of what this felt like. It felt nice because there was like an anchor, the scenario, keeping everything centered somehow, and yeah. and, I, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, and so, so yeah, so th- I I thought this was an interesting episode. I thought that the that the threat was actually a little bit sexy um, when she <laughs> yeah. attacked. Uh, I have yeah. to admit, I was surprised. I, I, I feel like that's kind of a thing in this show now that, now that I've seen a full season of it, um, that they kind of, there's a, it's not like over the top and gratuitous or anything, but it's definitely present. Do you know what I mean? There's definitely like a, uh, there's a liberated quality to the show. Uh, and, and, uh, but, but I liked that, that they kind of were cutting deals with this thing, right? That there were like these, the, uh-huh. it just went and so like, it did not go where I expected it to go. And it, and again, just to bring the gaming thing back in, cause that does come in from time to time. This is sort of how I would expect an adventuring party to deal with a monster, <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, Hey, there's a whole command carrier of people out there. You can eat them. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> it's a very clever solution. It, now the interesting thing is whoever the GM was of this adventure, they didn't go all the way. Like the player solution definitely got them a little bit, but it didn't. They she didn't devour the whole ship or anything crazy like that. So. No, no. But uh, they 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 will. They do they do obliquely refer to it in the next episode. Yes, and, they, uh... and perhaps <laughs> it comes up again in part two because the next episode is a part of a two part, uh, you know, sequence. So yeah, but yeah. But yeah, no. This I thought this one was very entertaining. It was very good, and it was it was the appropriate level of fair before the next episode was my feeling. Um, I didn't have an, I didn't have too many deep thoughts on it though. Uh, I just liked it, and I, th- I thought you know, and I also I liked some of the details we learned 
like Zahn is plant based. That was yeah. That was kind of interesting. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty obvious when you know it. Like through the whole series, it's like you know, it's like watching it as I'm re- doing a rewatch. It's like, well, yeah, she's always been a plan. It's obvious, but uh, they've never said it. They've never said it. Yeah. So now is the time it's actually confirmed. But yeah, she she likes hanging out in sunlight and you know, and solar flares and all that stuff. And she, you know, it's come out throughout the whole season. And she rebukes Crichton for his human-centric ways. Uh, animal-centric. Animal ce- yeah, sorry, animal-centric. Yeah. Animal-centric. How animal-centric of you, Crichton. That was, that was the line. That's the line. Yeah, um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah it, was, it was a cool episode. And I liked the, I, I liked the moral gray operating in this one. Do you know what I mean? There was, there was, there was quite a bit of moral gray here. Um, yeah, and the mon- The monster was still like a real legitimate threat, but the monster was just kind of doing its thing of survival, right? So it wasn't it wasn't like a malicious entity and it was willing to work with with uh with the humans or with the the sentient creatures uh to Yeah. I mean, it's I mean, it, it's well it's she's an interesting character because it's like yeah, it's not her fault. She just needs to eat and she's only eating intelligent life because it's all that's left but it's like also you look you look at you look at her story and it's like she like ate she, she's the last one left after they turn cannibal on each other yeah. so it's like she's a pretty harsh character yeah she's the one that was uh you know so it's it, yeah there's it's a really really gray episode very gray and uh and uh but yeah, she's actually played by uh, Ben Browder's wife, by the way. Oh, really? Guy who okay. plays Crichton. So okay, maybe maybe, maybe that's why I thought it was sexy when she attacked him. Then because it was <laughs> it, no, because it makes sense. There would be a certain chemistry, right? And if yeah. my and if my wife, if I was an actor, right, my wife got to play a character like that and got to like try to eat me. I know that my the, there would be a gleam in her eye, right? Because she would enjoy <laughs> she would enjoy. So I think that's what I was picking up on. Now that you've told me that, um, yeah. Yeah, no, could, I mean, she actually could, recurs through the show in different roles too. Okay, <laughs> that's good. She but is this her first role, or is she, this is her first it? one? Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll keep an eye out for this lady, though. I don't. I mean, she was in such heavy makeup. I doubt I'd recognize her. Well, that's that's why it's a challenge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even with the main act, like if I saw the actress who played Zahn, I probably wouldn't recognize her, right? And if I saw the yeah. actor who plays um, Dargo, I wouldn't. I wouldn't recognize him. I'm sure, um, unless yeah. unless his even, voice even, is, so, huh? Listen, even Chiana looks very different without her makeup. Even though she just she's got the least, you know, heavy makeup, she still looks pretty different. Okay, uh, okay, yeah. Let me see if I can pull up the Farscape cast so I can see just how different people look. Because, yeah. uh, oh wow, you're right. Chiana looks totally different. <laughs> that is not anything like I expect Chiana to look. No. Diargo looks actually. He kind of does look like Diargo, though a lot more nerdy than I would expect Diargo to look. Yeah, well, like, he's he's been on the show actually without his makeup actually. Oh, has uh, during he? During the during during that episode of Human Reaction, the one where they the, they they met the uh, the the wormhole aliens, they kind of went to the fake version of Earth. And near the end, when Crichton's running around, kind of going crazy, he's realized it's a fake world, and he bursts into the men's room. One of the guys at the uh, the guy at the urinal is uh, is Dargo. So, <laughs> okay, that's funny. Yeah, he he looks much more nerdy than I than I thought. You were anticipating, yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, 
Oh, while we're talking about Chiana, too, uh, just another thing. This is the first episode with Chiana in the opening credits, too. Oh, really? Yeah, she definitely seemed like part of the group by the end of these two episodes, I would say. I I accepted her more by the end. Um, And so, and actually, you know who also uh, looks quite different without his makeup on is the guy who plays Scorpius. Um, But he's wearing a mask, so I guess that's to be expected. Um, so yeah, so why don't we move into the next episode, which is um, it's the two part. What's the name of that episode? Of family ties. Which I don't know. Is that a reference to the TV show, or is that just a reference I to the know. saying? I don't know. It could be either. I suppose it's. Uh, I yeah. was I was I was hoping for like you know the Michael J. Fox cameo or or something something you know uh, even a Michael Gross for- cameo would have been. Would would have been acceptable. The show uh, opens with a slowly being painted family portrait of the yeah. cast. Yeah, but uh, no, we didn't get any of that. I don't. If there's any, if there's any Easter eggs referring to the show in it, I did not spot. Yeah, them. and and this is a show that has lots of cultural references, and there was no Alex P. Keaton reference or. Anything. Oh, yeah. Before we move on, there is an Easter egg in the previous episode in uh, Bone to Be Wild, which is the uh, the the herbalist guy bernie you know who's the, the the guy who collects the plants bernie bernie wrightson is the artist who originally did swamp thing so it's like you look at that character and you think of bernie wrightson art oh yeah like, yeah i can see that i can see that <laughs> that's, i mean that's that's my theory I, I haven't seen it spelled out anywhere but i'm like it's that that's a that's or, a bernie wrightson or it's a weekend at bernie's reference but i think i think your theory is much more sound <laughs> i think i think mine's more sound yeah i'm going with my theory um so so yeah so the so uh so what's the the plot of of this episode ah the plot of this episode uh in this one uh rigel the episode begins with Rigel fleeing the ship, deciding to defect over the peacekeepers to sell everybody out. This bummed and, uh, me out seriously, by the way, but go on. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I remember how I felt the first time watching it. And uh, Crichton, uh, Crichton uh, did, this comes up with a plan, a suicidal plan to, uh, to load up a cargo pod full of explosives and uh, attack the... Uh, command carrier so everyone else can get away which evolved the plan evolves and changes over the course of the episode but uh, and it's it's this is a interesting episode because there isn't a ton of action it's a lot of it is encounters between the characters yeah. and them interacting with each other but uh yeah what'd you think of this one yeah no this was like a character driven episode i felt because it was it was really kind of more drama oriented it was more i felt more like i was dealing with i claudius type stuff than I was dealing with like say Star Wars type stuff um, though there was still you know plenty there was stuff going on like you know the escape plan and everything and it all kind of built to a head but a lot of the stuff that was interesting was like the thing with Scorpius taking over from Crace. do you know what I mean like yes. you know, and, and getting and, and forcing Crace out and then really going in a direction I didn't expect with the show you know like I did not think we were going to have Crace show up on on Moya the way he did do you know what I mean yeah uh, (laughs) a twist definitely and and then they twisted it again because then it was like oh they're setting it up so that he's going to become part of the crew now which honestly I don't think that would have worked because the vibe in the room was so strange with him there right but (laughs) but uh but then he kind of goes off on his own 
but he still is like, well, when we meet, I hope we have a different relationship than, you know, now again, I don't know, maybe that won't last long, but, uh, but I thought it was, it's more interesting than having them be hounded by crease over the whole series. I, I will say that. Yeah. He's um, become a wild card on the show at this point. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, and, he's on the outs with everybody. And, and I think Scorpius is kind of a better villain and maybe that's why they did that. I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, it's the first season, so they must've been planning it from the beginning, I would think, but maybe, well, Originally, oh, I've, I've heard, I forget where I've heard this, so I can't give a source, but I remember hearing at some point that in the, in the original pilot for the show, Scorpius was also in the pilot and he was the second command to Crace from the beginning. Mm. So the whole thing with, the whole thing with Scorpius kind of unseating Crace, you know, originally was conceived as him, him kind of being the second in command kind mm. of taking over, but they, they went a different direction with it because there was actually a lot of stuff in the pilot at first. Like in the, Moya's pregnancy got revealed in the original draft of the pilot. At okay. some point they thought, you know, we're writing a whole season here. Why don't we space things out over, okay. <laughs> over the season? But, uh, but yeah, so that's, uh, so yeah, I, so, so, so Scorpius was clearly part of the uh, original plan of the show though. Okay, because yeah, I do think he's a more intimidating villain than Kreese. Kreese is a there's something almost a little bit goofy about Kreese when you look at him long enough. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. so I think this role, and again, maybe they'll un- undo all the stuff that they did this episode next season or something, and it'll go back to normal because older TV shows do sometimes do that. But I I I like the direction they went because I feel like it's a better role for him as a character. I feel like it kind of. The, the chemistry kind of works better with him and the crew. I don't I don't need to see him at the throats with everybody, you know, for uh, for you know next several seasons. Yeah, um, it, it works too from the standpoint that it's almost, you know, I mean, he, you know, he, he's kind of said his goodbye to Aaron and everything, and it's it's almost like he's kind of realized, you know. He got he got forcibly recruited into the peacekeepers, and it wasn't something he ever chose to do when he wasn't really raised as a peacekeeper. Yeah. It's like it's almost like he kind of watching Aaron. He's decided, you know what, I can I can leave. <laughs> yeah, no, that's it's it's, it's an interesting I mean, thing, it, and it kind of fits his character because he has been sort of rebelling against the struggle. Like he's been doing what he wants, right? He hasn't been obeying. He's been orders. a renegade for yeah. the most of the season. He, he, he so. murdered his own subordinate, right? Like he does not play by the rules. So uh, yeah, it, it's kind of fitting for him. Um, now. The betrayal of Rigel, that was the one that I found the uh, like I was like, Oh, Rigel say it isn't so. Do you know what I mean? Like that yeah. was like surely you have some other plan in place that you know but no, he was legitimately trying to sell them out. Um and and I like though that when he went back he was so he knew he had done wrong. Do you know what I mean? Like he yeah. and, and, and I just liked the way that Crichton was treating him in the wake of that. It was it was exactly the right thing to do, the the way that he was handling it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, it, yeah, I mean, because because it, it's yeah, it, it works in a weird way. Because I mean, it, it could, you know, you could you could end up in a situation where it becomes implausible for them to ever want that character back again. But it's yeah. like somehow it all fits. And I think I think part of the reason it works is because they're all so desperate. I mean, Crichton's making a plan where he's going to blow himself up, and I feel like on some level, I would think. Well, yeah, you know, it's it's not it's not like we were going to be able to. It's, it's not like us sticking together was necessarily going to help. So well, I, he, I feel 
he basically destroys all of Scorpius's research, right? Like, like he he blows oh, up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He blows up. The, what is it? The atmosphere of the planet that uh, it has a a oil based sea or something like that on the planet is what they said. Okay, which which again. Like just to bring it back to the gaming context, that's what players would do if you give them an oil base C. They're gonna blow it up, you know. They're gonna it's, blow it up. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, so, exactly. So, 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 you know, and he used the fact that he knew Scorpius couldn't, um, couldn't kill him because he needed the information that Crichton had in his head about the about the wormholes. So he used that against Scorpius, and Scorpius yeah. was aware that he knew that, and it made him furious, right? I, I love that scene of Scorpius, like, oh, and he knew it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was very let us, good. Let us all, uh, what was it he says? Let us well, all respect Crichton for his strategy or whatever he says. Well, he, he went from, like, this moment of respect to just pure anger. Like, it was just, it was just pure <laughs> anger and resentment. And, and and I'm I'm I just I just like Scorpius as a villain. I think he's I think he's he's you believe that he's going to do all these horrible things to the to the good guys, right? Like he's he, he's and and also I like that he's a smart villain because Chris wasn't smart, right? Chris was kind of yeah. Dumb. So yeah. so I'm more afraid of Scorpius just because he's he's intelligent enough and he acts with he acts out of self interest enough that he doesn't do suicidal things. It seems. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. So. Again, we'll see. Maybe next episode he does something super suicidal, and, I'm, and undermines my whole point. Yeah, but but no, uh, I, okay. I, yeah, I, I definitely agree that uh, I mean, Scorpius is is a a better ongoing villain without a question. And and when we end the episode, uh, Dargo is unconscious in space. It's kind of like that Doctor Who episode where Doctor Who got uh, jettisoned into the atmosphere, into this, into the vacuum of space. Oh yeah, that's and right. That's right. Uh, now Crichton had on a spacesuit, but Dargo didn't, and I'm guessing because Dargo is more survivable. In, yeah, in, he in didn't that last. And they established that during the uh, the pregnancy episode when okay. he got flushed out into space, if you remember. Okay, okay, yeah, I, I need some reminders on these things. But, uh, <laughs> but but yeah, so but it is on a cliffhanger. Like Dargo might be dead, and we don't we don't know until the next episode. So now, like, I have to watch yeah. the next episode. It's, well, it was, it's it was really dicey if the show was going to get renewed too. So that would have been a terrible thing. Because I've heard it said like you know when they were filming this episode, there's this real kind of melancholy over yeah. the episode between the characters when they're all preparing for possibly their death or never seeing each other again. And part of that was the fact they they the show had not been renewed. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so part of it is almost real life bleeding in where they're like, yeah, well, it's been great working with you. <laughs> and I mean the the thing about that too is uh do you remember the show Sledgehammer from the 80s? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you remember that course. like the cop show, right? The parody cop show. Do you remember oh, how the yeah. first season ended? I do remember. Yes. And and then they got canceled, right? And they didn't have a second season, am I correct? No, they did have a second They had a second season. season. My whole life, I thought they didn't have a second season, and I thought that's how the show ended. So, they, so for those who don't know, they, they he blows up the city that the that the uh, show takes place in, right? Like, he sets off a nuclear, nuclear bomb. Yeah. He blows himself up, yeah. too. It's, yeah. it's one of those, if I remember, it was one of those episodes where the hero is supposed to defuse a bomb or something. Was that the... 
Was that the scenario that, yeah, that yeah. led to it? Any, yeah. Boom. Yeah. So, yeah, so and that's because yeah, yeah. Do you, do you know how the, the next season started? No, because I, I, you know. I don't because I thought that the show because I never saw the show again. I thought that it went off the air. Um, it, it starts with an episode and there's a caption on the bottom five years earlier. <laughs> <laughs> that is the most. That is not a solution. That is like a. That's even worse, right? Because that's confirmation. <laughs> Yeah, my, my nephews actually just watched that show, so they uh, it's fresh in my mind. We we need but, to watch Sledgehammer on this program at some point because yeah, it must be on one of the streaming services if my nephews are watching. Because I so. did not I did not know that that had a and I remember loving that show when it came out because it was so for the time it was so wacky. Do you know it was a yeah, really wacky show? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if the comedy's aged very well or not. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't actually watched it myself. I've just been talking to it about it it with my nephews. But but the the protagonist was like a dirty Harry type. He was like an over-the-top. Like he just said, his gun was his solution for everything, if I remember. It was was like dirty Harry meets naked gun is kind of how I would describe the show. Yeah, that's the the perfect description. But but yeah, now the... uh, but no, it's, but this uh, getting back to the episode, and uh, I mean, you know, we get the uh, the I, I like a lot of the, the interpersonal uh, scenes we get in this too. Like, well, I like I like Crichton's scene where he's recording, you know, doing what he thinks is his last recording to his father, hmm. for example. I think that works works pretty well as a nice callback to the uh, your, first episode. Your wording is just loaded with spoilers, Adam. I think I I think I can discern. Uh... You know, what's going to Brighton might survive. I think Brighton might survive now. You know, I'm sorry. I I, I apologize to the audience. I've given (laughs) away something huge. (laughs) Um, But, you know, we live in the Game of Thrones age now. You know, like people don't necessarily expect the main character to survive. Um, (laughs) But, uh, but, but yeah, the, the, you know, there's also the scene with Chiana, right? Chiana kind of, reveals that she it yeah. seems to me the reason why she was staying on is because she's she she likes Crichton right she she's got some kind of affection for Crichton and so uh so she kisses him but it's an unreciprocated kiss like he doesn't kiss her back basically because he obviously has feelings for soon but it's yeah a, it, I think also he just kind of sees Chiana's as like a little sister role too so I think okay. there's multiple things going on you okay know? it's like he's <laughs> he's not not interested in the uh, in the in the teenager, you know. But, but she's uh, not she's not supposed to be that young, right? She's like. Uh, well, she's. I mean, I mean, personality wise, she okay. is. I don't know. I don't know why. Because I mean, he had her like acting like a courtesan at one point, so I'm assuming she's, you know. Yeah, I know. I know. No, I mean, she's not supposed to be like underage, but I just mean, you know, in uh, she she's younger. Definitely. Okay. Like, I mean, she definitely has like a less mature personality than. Yeah, a lot of the other people. that's my point. Yeah, um, I mean, it was, but, it's interesting too. Like you say, it's, she has feelings for him, but it's like they're they're complicated. You know, you know, I mean, her comment is, you know, she doesn't know of any other way to to thank him. It's like a interesting comment about her personality. But she too. also, I thought, it looked like she loved him in that scene. Like that seemed to be her. Oh, she, she definitely has affection for him. Yeah, I I don't know. It's I'm saying it's 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 interesting. But, I was worried because. Her, the next scene, he tells her, you know, well, just like cause she said, she says, like, you saved me. I don't want to pay you back. And he says, just, you know, like, like pay it forward, basically. Right. Like, like, you yeah. know, like go and do good. And so then she makes food for everybody. But then I'm thinking, like, 
Gianna's kind of like a crazy character. Like they've established that she's sort of insane. So so maybe she's like just going to murder everybody because she figures Crichton must love one of these other women. So you know what I'm saying? Like, so I thought everybody was going to die from that food. I, I, okay. so you said you, this felt like an I Claudius kind of episode to you. You're expecting and I you're expecting yeah. like Gianna to turn to Livia all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> I thought she was gonna go go murder people in that scene. So, uh, you know, uh, and 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 I and I think I might have been okay with it. Like it might have it might have been a plot turn that I would have been ex- accepting of, actually. Uh, <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but no, I uh, yeah, I, there's there's just you know, I mean, the, the scene with uh, Crichton and Dargo when they're flying off together is a good one too. Yeah, I really enjoy that scene. Well, and their whole thing where it's like the camaraderie is is sort of a, you know like uh, he get what is he gives Dargo his uh, his his Lock, father's his, yeah lunch yeah yeah does it work I don't know yeah yeah and so yeah no I, I thought I thought they did a good job with it and. I don't know, kind of upset that they ended on a cliffhanger. I thought they should have resolved it this season, but, you know, I'll go with it and I'll definitely watch the next episode because I want to know what happens. Like, I'm, you know, they they succeeded in getting me invested in the next season. But I feel like it's kind of a, I don't know, it's kind of a shitty move to pull on an audience to, like, you know, stay tuned next season to find out if this guy lives or dies. Um, Yeah, I I agree. It's a a little on the cheap side, but, uh, but yeah, but it's uh, but it's it's I, I don't know. There's I mean within the context of the larger show, it's uh, you know you do get you do get some nice satisfying thing. The, the setting a moon on fire was a pretty uh, satisfying move at the uh, at the end there, and uh, and of course they used their you know, budget well this episode. I thought they used they their did. budget very well. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, you got you got the triple move: the moon getting set on fire of. Crace taking off with the baby, and uh, and when you say baby, just to be clear for the audience, Adam's <laughs> talking about a ship, not a human, baby. not a, a not an yeah. infant child thing. No, but the uh, uh, and Sun's yeah, emotional yeah. attachment to that ship too was interesting. You know, yeah. she, she's furious that Crace is taking the child away from its mother, right? And and because that's what the peacekeepers do to 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 them, right? So it's like a you know, it obviously represents a lot to her. And yeah, they've also had the, had the kind of the bond that you know, it's a it's it's a, a leviathan that's been had like peacekeeper technology so, added to it. She's a peacekeeper that's had like pilot DNA put yeah. in her. <laughs> so so is this is that scene where she's doing that and Crace is like, well, that's what they did to us, so I'm doing it here. You know, is that sort of that's basically them making crucial decisions that are like she is now sort of firmly rejecting the all of what the peacekeepers represent, right? When she does that. And he is he's leaving yeah. the peacekeepers, but he's still a peacekeeper at, at heart, I think when he makes that choice is that yeah 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 that's what well i, I don't know i mean it, it's it's hard to say but i mean it's it's it, it's definitely a case of using the fact you were abused to abuse others yeah. it's like oh i i got through it fine i i'm i'm a well-adjusted adult <laughs> let me rephrase it they're both at a fork in the road 
And yeah. she's choosing the path of light and he's choosing the darker path is what it feels like. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. 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 He's still a crace. He's, you know, he's not, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like, you know, Aaron putting him through the Aurora chair again, if you remember what she did, it's just made him play back his entire life again. It's like, I feel like it did get Grace to take stock of his life. Mm. He got, he got a handle on things to an extent, but it, it didn't fix him totally. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like, yeah, he was, he, he kind of became awake enough to take a different path in life, but it, you know, he's still crazy. And, uh, yeah, yeah, actually too, the, uh, the recording with the father and stuff I talked about with Crichton, of course that ties into Aaron. He has the conversation about fathers with Aaron and she talks about meeting her mother and knowing mm. even less about her father, which and that leads, and he says to send, well, just send your father a message. Maybe you'll get it. And that, that leads into her naming, naming the ship Talon. Yeah, that's true. Father. Yeah, so, okay. So you know, it's it's kind of a, uh, you know, talking about changes in Aaron. It's like rejecting peacekeeper things. It's like she's been very anti-family for pretty much the whole uh, episode. The whole episode where they go, were on the fake version of Earth. You know, she was really resistant to. Uh, to working with with Crichton's father because it's like she just didn't understand the concept of yeah. why would you trust someone just because they're your father <laughs> and and even if even if Dargo survives all this now the situation they're in is that uh is that Aaron is in a ship trying to rescue them but there's like a bunch of uh uh peacekeeper vessels that are circling the area and so yeah and 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 Moya has kind of blasted off right like or is about yeah, they, to, they, so, yeah. they they're gone. They've starburst out of there. So, so it's it's kind of like um, I don't know. It's like the end of Empire Strikes Back, almost a little bit in some ways. Uh, yeah. It's kind of a grim moment. Uh, so, yeah, I, I they did a good job. I I, th- I think it was a good season overall. And uh, and now you know I definitely want to know what happens next season. I um, I'm I'm, def- I'm much more curious now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll uh, we'll get to season two soon. So. But- Anything else to add about the uh, the episode? Any other thoughts or? Uh, no, I think I've covered pretty much all I had to say. Yeah. All right. So, um, so yeah. So, uh, we will, you know, we will head out. Uh, I want to remind people uh, that the Wushu Weekend podcast has uh, uh, a Patreon, and I would encourage people to check it out. There's, if you go to the, any of the Wushu Weekend episodes, you can find the link there. Uh, it helps us get movies and stuff for the show. And we have um, uh, a couple of episodes of of, uh, of Wusha Workshop up as well right now. I would encourage people to check out our discussion of Zodiac Fighters because it's kind of an interesting movie. And uh, and Adam and I will be back on. I guess we're going to do the next season, right? Unless we want to take a break. Oh, uh, I'm fine. I mean, you've got that cliffhanger. You really want to take no, a No, I want to go right into it. I want to go right into it. <laughs> yeah. I was, if, I, if it wasn't I, a cliffhanger, I would have said a palate ch- cleanser of some kind, but I think we should just go right into it. and then. Uh, yeah, and then... I got a bit ahead of us on re- watching the first season, but I've, I've refrained from watching. I'm like, for season two, I'm going to only watch them as we review them. So I, uh, I, uh, I'm, I'm very eager to get into season two. So yeah, so we'll be back with season two. And until then, we will talk to you later. 